Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Big Footy Blues podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, my name's Shandog, and this week we're back after a bit of a break over Easter. Um, we all had way too much chocolate, and none of us were able to pull on our um, podcaster pants. So now we're uh, going to go in after a couple of weeks um, that we'll discuss. And here to discuss them with me is Happy Dude. G'day, mate. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a juxtaposition. That's the mood. That yeah. <laughs> Not real happy, dude. Um, and also, you heard in there, uh, thanks very much for joining us again. Blue and Silver, how you doing? How you doing, guys? I'm pretty I, good. I, I think I'm a little bit, yeah, I think I'm a bit more cheery than a happy dude. Yeah, well, hang on. Oh, wait, did you actually watch the games? Well, I yeah. tried to, and yeah. <laughs> So you're just sad by proxy. It was just a bit, yeah. Is it obvious that I watched the game? <laughs> Apparently you've been watching on a repeat. <laughs> With that sad piano music as the, as the soundtrack to the whole thing. At least um, it would Sunday. sound better than the commentators. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That's a given. Um, oh, so, God, for anyone... <laughs> For anyone who's been living under a rock, we uh, over the Easter weekend we played the Gold Coast Suns, and um, really, I was just... at that game. Oh, were you? Was yeah, it? Yeah, I was down in Melbourne for um, for uh, Easter family, and uh, our first live game I've been to since 2014. So uh, thanks, third quarter, really, <laughs> really made me feel good. Yeah, <laughs> I was at that game too. I also happened to be in Melbourne, just living life. <laughs> Because um, I live here, but yeah, so I, I was there too. Uh, well, th- this actually, I can, it's, it's quite a um, rare occurrence that I can say I was at the last game, the Port Adelaide one, because I was here in Adelaide just living, um, barely, because it's Adelaide, and um, and uh, I'm so, this is now uh, the second time I've seen Carlton play Port here, and because obviously, as everyone probably is aware, we, we've, barely, we've barely played Adelaide uh, in Adelaide for years, and we haven't played the Crows here in something like seven years. The last time uh, we played Port at Adelaide Oval, uh, even uh, Meb flew over, Mrs. Eddie Betts, and we we paid ponied up something like two hundred and fifty dollars to go to the um, uh, the social club function before the game. So I mean, add that to her cost of flights and accommodation and stuff as well, and then we wandered into the game. And watched us get smacked by over a hundred points. So this time, this time I just bought general admin tickets, and it only cost me oh, thirty dollars. Yeah, it only cost me thirty dollars to see us lose by ninety. And you only saw us got bid by ninety points. Yeah, so clearly so, it's like, the price. So what you need to do is you need to start paying, um, like not paying. You need to start robbing the stadium. Yeah. To get the margin even further down. Just bring it down. Just bang for buck is what I've been after. Yeah. And I've been, I mean, I've been improving my bottom line. It's great. Yeah, so <laughs> just got a ram well, um, um, by the ATMs at the grand. <laughs> <laughs> if um if if anyone's been to the Port Adelaide board in the last sort of few days, it, it's almost like they've forgotten that they live in Adelaide. They're just so happy. <laughs> oh, the power of football in it. <laughs> I'm not a great board migrator. I don't like going over to the boards very much. No, I'm a silent migrator. I just read and observe other people's behaviours, especially you're North Melbourne supporters, because it's awesome. Because you know, 
three things are certain in life, death, taxes, and North Melbourne blowing a lead. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very topical. Um, well, let's go, uh, yeah, let's not dwell, to, I mean, we can talk about the losses as much as you want and what we did wrong and all that sort of thing, but I think ultimately it comes down to, um, uh, well, okay, let's recap here. I think it's a, a total of uh, 132, po- 126 points we've lost by over the last two weeks combined. Uh, 92 um, Port, and it was a 36-point loss to the Gold Coast, which could have been a lot worse, but we uh, actually brought it back from around 50 in the last quarter. Um, the Gold Coast kind of stopped, though. Or, yeah, um, it, it maybe a little column A, a little column B. I guess it depends on how you look at it. But, yes. um, yeah, we, it, it was uh, the third quarter that absolutely destroyed us um, against the Suns, and we were actually, uh, it was not even the whole third quarter, too. We were uh, about a goal up. Um, almost halfway through the quarter, and then apparently they kicked everyone, seven in a row. I think. It was. Yeah, all the Carlton players just decided to lie down on the ground and have a rest for the rest of the quarter or something because they just <laughs> they just kicked seven or eight goals, and that was the end of the game. I'd um I'd like to point out for for that game, and I actually said it at the game too. Um, watching it because Lynch was destroying us, and um, as everyone pointed out, why don't we change our structure and come up with a game plan to stop Lynch? In the third quarter, uh, just after halftime, we actually did that. We moved some structure around and found a way to cut off his leads and sort of take him out of the game. But as a result of that, it opened up them for their running game and their other forwards to get more open goal side, and mm. they took full advantage of that. Um, but at one point, the scoreline for that game was 16-3 to 9-9. Yeah. If any team kicks 16-3, they're going to win. Yeah, you're not doing yourself, um, uh, doing yourself out of a win by kicking that straight. So, yeah. yeah, especially when there's no breeze. Mm. Despite who was it that keeps throwing the grass up from our team under the roof? It really shits me when they get lined up for goal. There's someone who does it. I think it's Matty. I think Wright. I mentally block out anyone that does that <laughs> because, um, <laughs> as everyone probably knows by now, there's a certain team that wears red and black that I don't think should really exist anymore. And they had this certain <laughs> player that likes to write his opinion in the newspapers and thinks he knows what he's talking about. Oh, yeah, uh, he did that once upon a time. Oh my god. That Sorry, I was just remembering his, his response this weekend to us losing, how he crowed about how he must have been right early in the season when he basically said that we're complete shit and we've never drafted anyone whatsoever. Oh, he didn't, did But he? it's awesome because he just completely ignores his own team's lack of performance. Like, he was going talking up his own team like, oh, they got all these awesome players back. It's like, mate, before your players got suspended for being cheats, they couldn't make the finals. <laughs> Sharp as a bowling ball, that boy. Anyway, <laughs> okay. So, well, anyway, let's. I think we should just probably focus more on uh, uh, the good things that are coming out of these sort of games that we've had, and and overwhelmingly, that's that's the the young players that we're getting in. So, against the um, against the Suns, we brought in Zach Fisher for his first game, and it was what a game, what a first game it was. Mm. Um, Great game. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely one that. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm reticent to sort of say any of the picks that we've made, even in the last two years, are going to be guns because you never know what's going to happen. But they're all showing the right signs for um for where they're at in their careers. Um, solid draft. Yes, solid drafting. And um, yeah, this yeah, Carlton so. draft is amazing, <laughs> and we did good clicking those kids too. <laughs> oh, it's um. <laughs> Get used to it, mate. I'm even getting told off from the other room for that one. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so, so, I think, yeah, 
Zach Fisher was the only new one that we had in that um, in that side, but uh, Charlie Kernow also came back in. And uh, there's been a yeah. few question marks over Kernow up until probably, I'd say, this Port Adelaide game where he's would have silenced a few because he, he was probably one of the, the standouts, I would have said. Yeah. Um, I was watching it. I find it really difficult watching the game from the stands because I don't do it too much, I think. So picking up exactly who's doing what isn't really... It's not as easy as when you're on TV for me. It's for me. It's it, it's the opposite. Like I I I, ha- I hate watching on TV. I get angry because I can't see who's running where. Yeah. Because right. I watch it at the ground so often. Mm. Yeah, I, I prefer watching at the ground, but I never get to do it. Um. <laughs> so I I really like um watching the plays unfold and, and seeing the running, mm. like you know, like the deleting patterns. Because I don't know, like I I you know I kind of figure out where they should have kicked it to. Yep. Yeah. You know That's where the protected like, space is. Yeah, because former Brownlow medalist Blue and Silver really knows the best way to play football. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Star, star athlete over here tells the American football players where they should have run to sort of <laughs> yeah. get the passes intercepted. <laughs> but uh, I did. what I did notice being that that game was just... Um, I, I used to crack shits with um, Doherty, Marchbanks, um, efforts sometimes trying to kick the ball out of defensive 50 and seemingly going nowhere. And when you actually sit at the game, you go, hmm. They actually had nothing to kick. <laughs> that was the best of all the worst options. Yeah, I mean, like, um, I don't know. Like, Marchbank has kicked a few howlers in the at the start of the season. I assume he'll get that out of the game eventually. But, but yeah. uh, I, I even watched yeah. him kick one out in the full from the pocket. Um, uh, that a couple of people commented on the, in the game thread, and um, I was obviously watching from the ground. He literally had nowhere to go. I mean, if he kicked it out on the full. Or kicked it just into space. It was it was coming straight back over his head in a matter of seconds anyway. So it didn't really matter. Um, there was literally no one to kick to on that side of the ground at all. So and he was hemmed in. So it's one of those things that you don't really see unless you're at the ground, I guess. And that's the first sort of time in ages that I've been able to go and see it again. Um, but yeah, so the other person who came in for the Port game was um, Cam Polson, who seemed a bit quiet from me, uh, from my view anyway, but um, put on a couple of tackles and got a few possessions by the end there. I think he um, might have had about 12. I'll look that up. Mm, yeah. Um, he, he definitely he definitely um, put in the effort to try and make an impact on the game defensively. Yeah. it's uh, He's definitely got some wheels as well. So um, I think what we're seeing from these young guys, and it's the really important thing about the, where the club's going to in, in the future is is that these young midfielders that we're slowly bringing through like Sam Petrovsky, Seaton, um, Paulson, Fisher, I, I, you know you can pl- put other guys in there like Cunningham who had a great win on, at the VFL um, and a really good game over the weekend. Um, yeah, those are the guys with foot skills and speed that we're going to eventually see coming into our midfield that we desperately need at the moment. It's just a case of you can't throw them all in at once. As much as some people like to argue, you know we might as well. Um, with with uh, some inside posters in the know coming in and saying that um, uh, Petrescu, Seaton, and McCready uh, have hit a bit of a wall apparently and need a rest, it's just going to show that um, someone like Weedering, who came in in their first year and played, you know, eighteen, nineteen games, whatever it was, um, it, it, as an eighteen-year-old, is 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 rare as hen's teeth. So, but that means we get to have a look at some more newbies next week. Well, who's left to bring in? Um, the boy's well, injured. Um, Cunningham has barely had a game, really. I'd still consider every time we see him. I mean, he's he's now played less games. As, oh, I'd have to double-check it, but I imagine he's played less games than, than Sam Petrovsky-Seaton. 
So he would have. Uh, he played three last year. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so three, three or four, and um, and you know we're into round five now. So, um, yeah, that's a great thing. And surely Harry Mackay's debut isn't going to be far away. Um, oh, I, I mean, we'll see him till after the bye. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I think Mackay's being managed pretty heavily. Like, I think they're yeah. very careful with his workload. Fair yeah, enough, plus yeah. he's he still doesn't look like he's got the the strength to battle full size, full grown AFL defenders. I mean, he's he's an exceptional like. Sorry, I yeah. watched the VFL and like he's an exceptional player. Like that's yeah, he's, he's, he's so a great clear. player. But it's written all um, over him. But yeah, the difference is from VFL to AFL is you play from boys to men, really. <laughs> like at VFL, when when you play on on people, they're either um, young. Or they're people that have to work full time jobs, as well as play football on the weekends. They're not full heavy body AFL defenders. Mm. So yeah, when you come or, up, or the or their second or third tier AFL defenders, like they're, they're, yeah. they're guys who aren't getting games. Like you know mm. what I mean? Like so they're, they're yeah. not. It's very rare you'll see that he's going to run into anyone who's even remotely close to his size at the VFL. Okay. Is the mm. other thing to point out. And he and he and he kicked those three goals, but he kicked him in a quarter, the first quarter. And then he didn't do much for the rest of the game. I mean, sorry, he did, he did tons of work, but he didn't convert for the rest of the game. Mm. So, like, it kind of, like, yeah, you'd, he's, almost he's being him to have, you'd almost prefer him to have kicked him over the, the course of the game, if you know what I mean. I don't know. I, I think that's a bit of a misnomer, to be honest with you. It, it, like, like we were talking about even earlier in this podcast, where we shut out Lynch out of the game after he... Well, mostly after he, he kicked a big bag and we changed the way we were playing things. That, that could be the same case, and, and he's just got to learn how to work through that sort of thing. But even the best players can get um, done on their day and, and sort of have minimal impact. Look at what... The, Rowie's done a job on just about every key forward he's played on this year, and um, people aren't going to turn around and say, ah, you know, they need to find more consistency in their game. They're going to say, yeah, no, okay, he got beaten. Um, you know, yeah. West off and or, um, sorry, uh, who's that big other ugly guy from Port? Um, Dixon. Dixon. Um, Dixon, Rewalt, um, uh, the other ugly one from Essendon, Danaher. All these... <laughs> all oh, of, fuck, that moustache. That moustache. I think we mentioned it every podcast. But, I mean, they all have been kept relatively quiet or been absolutely smashed by Rowie and our defenders, but... They're still quality players. In, um, in, 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 in Danaher's defense, it was pissing rain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was not even, even though Even though I'd never, ever come to a, the defense yeah. of an Essendon player, but, you no, know. There would have been moisture welling in, and, and trapped inside that mustache that would be weighing his head down. <laughs> um, right, he's... Long, I, thin neck. Yeah, but it's hard to weigh down a head that doesn't have a brain in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the problem. The weight distribution is just way off. So, like, on the on the surface, like the front of the face is way too much weight, mm-hmm. and then there's not enough backloading for the brain. Yeah. So, like, yeah. it's just it's just all over the place. It's the other thing, physics. it could have just been throwing out the um, his, his balance completely by the, the new levels of balance, uh, of uh, ballast that we're now, you know, being... <laughs> you have to get used to that. It's like having the bends. Mm. <laughs> I think we should just rename the podcast the Danaher Mustache Podcast. Yeah, the, fuck Essendon and Danaher Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in for that. Fuck Essendon and Danaher particular. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, here's a couple other names though. We were talking, you know, who else is to come in. Um, I'm still very keen to see uh, Billy Smets and what he can do for us. I think he had a really good game in the VFL as well. Um, yeah, yeah, he did. We've got Cunningham, as we talked about, uh, who, who 
I think most people are still really want to see how he goes. And that's not to mention guys that we've still got to come back, um, like Kieran Byrne and hopefully at some point Kieran Sheehan. Uh, Nick mm. Graham, he's still got some fans out there. I'm one of them and I want to see him play. I think he's a dead set certainty to get called up this week. So yeah, I mean, there's still plenty to look forward to. And we haven't even, I mean, everyone's completely forgotten about Liam Sumner and, and Jed Lamb. I mean, a lot of people have written them off. Oh, but, I know, like them. I, I like I, Sumner I in point, particular. I just want to point out, I'm Jed Lamb. Lamb's biggest fan. 100%. I, I really do think he's actually got something special. I, I know he doesn't put it together often enough in games. But like, I think he's got a good goal sense. Like he just knows where they are. I'm a big fan I, I think of him really good, going that way. He's got a really good play sense, and you can see how his plays are really constructive if you just watch them as individual plays. It's just the execution mm. that's missing or something. So, well, yeah, sometimes he gets let down by teammates. Like sometimes, mm. like the like, I, like yeah, he, he I think he needs a, to be in a really good team. I like. I, I really do think that like um, if he'd stayed in Sydney, I think that like like you know. He'd be talked about. He's a real cream player. Mm. Is the problem, right? I think he adds a real class and sort of flair. Now, I know people don't see it, but it's often because like he handballs to a position that the player should be in but isn't, or like you know what I mean. Mm. Like, yeah, he's like, a natural he footballer. Play. Yeah, mm. he definitely seems like a footballer to me before anything else, and I love his physicality. Um, whenever he's been in our forward line, a, a lot of the source of pressure and, and tackles and and things like that is, is him um, going hard at the play. He loves to hit a guy as they're going, you know, tackling him over the boundary. Just put that extra 5% into it because fuck you. And I love that. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm a huge fan, and I, he gets a lot of shit on the forums. And he does. I, 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 yeah. Mm, undeserved, you know. Same, same Sumner. I reckon uh, he hasn't had a chance to actually play fully fit yet. Um, and off the backing of a, of a preseason. And I'm not going to write him off until he does. He goes at it too. I reckon it's, it's just awesome. He just tries so hard. But does anyone else like find it funny when Lamb shanks it? i <laughs> 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 so. I'll tell you what. There was a period there on the boards where the the Lamb puns were just out, like out of control. I genuinely stopped reading I... for like a day or two because I'm like, I'm done. I'm had I've had enough. This is. I want to kill. That was someone. like one day the, the the cheese puns went off. Um, oh yeah, that was that, that was all right. I don't. Know, is there anything else you guys want to talk about specifically about the games? Something you've noticed? Um, anything you're concerned about? What about from the coaching angle? Or was, it's not so much the game, but just the overall way our season's been structured. And uh, I was talking to someone yesterday about it. Um, and it's it's good that there's a plan for the club as a whole, and you can see it unfolding. You can see the way the kids are being rotated in and out of the team, um, people getting being given roles, and something's coming together, whereas in the mm. past it hadn't looked like that. Yeah. And that's that's reassuring. It's not just like something you can talk about week to week because it takes a whole lot of weeks to come together to mm. sort of see the next move in the plan, but it all it's there, and it's it makes it, even though we're not winning that many games, makes it more tolerable to watch at the moment. It's got that um that sensation of a kind of a narrative, right? So like um mm. like people like the media has been trying to beat up Bolton's under pressure, and I I mean I don't buy it. <laughs> no. I don't think I don't think Carlton supporters at all buy it. And I think the reason we don't buy it is because we've been told what to expect that it's going to be tough and then it's going to get better, and we're fine with that. Like we're in the past, like. You know, like Ratton had to get us to finals, or Malthouse, like you know, was always in, in you know, 
there were these high bars to reach, right? Like Pagan came in mm. when like we were expected just to buy our premierships, right? Yeah. So like, mm. like the, we, we've we've learned our lesson through this torture. Wow, wow, this week is really bad, isn't it? Like it's like now I'm talking about Pagan and like we lost by ninety <laughs> points. Like this is a sad podcast. This is not happy times. And Sorry, like, happy dude. To add to that though, I, I I don't I hate being that guy, but just to present the other side of the argument, I will. There's always that chance that even after all these best laid plans are put into play action over a period of four or five years, that we fall short. And oh, yeah, there's, a, there's, a massive, there's a massive chance of that. I mean, there's 18 teams and only one can win a flag every year. I'd, I'd prefer that we like build slowly towards a premiership and like maybe miss mm. rather than we just try and buy one every other year and go through this horrific, just like brutal self-destructive cycle where we, we end up just being more less and less relevant as time goes on. But that's my they fear, though. They leave that for <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, yeah, they're, just, they're, they're in all sorts of trouble. Isn't it Collingwood right now? Who, who do they buy this year? Maine? He's in the VFL and, and like, who else? Like, uh, Levi like Greenwood and Travis Varco and... Oh, anyway. Have you seen when Maine lines up for goal? He does this big breathing thing through his nose and it makes me want to, like, punch him in the throat. It's really <laughs> offsetting, uh, upsetting. And, yeah, I don't like it. Anyway, um, but my, my fear about us doing this long-term rebuild, just because we are Carlton, is that if it fall, if and when it falls through, um, there's, <laughs> I don't know how many supporters are going to stick around for the ride again to get, once we start it all over again, you know what I mean? I think well, we've already... Do they have a choice? Pickle. They do have a choice. They can just... Well, Step away from football. They can change teams as un-Australian as that is. How, um, how, how many um, how many members do we have? I think they have stepped away from football. Well, yeah, I mean, we like, keep we're, we're, comp- we're competing with North Melbourne for membership numbers. Is it that bad? I mean, how, how many Fairweather supporters for Carlton are there left after the two thousands? Like, it, we, yeah. we haven't had Fairweather for a long time. Like. <laughs> There was that, a, a lot of other supporters might remember, especially Melbourne-based ones. Uh, I think it's the 16K game where we only had 16,000 people show up to a home game. Really? In the 2000s. Yeah. It was against Fremantle, and you could hear the players yell at each other huh. from the stands at the MCG. It was bad. Wow. Oof. Just like Gene being a GWS supporter, eh? Cool. <laughs> being, <laughs> being the GWS supporter. <laughs> And as they're like walking off, they're like, you know, the GWS go to run out and they have a hard time holding up the banner because no one else is there to hold the other ropes. <laughs> be fair, be fair. There's there's three. One's based in Canberra and one's based in Western Sydney and the other one's, uh, I think, on deployment somewhere. So, like, you know. <laughs> and don't forget the one in charge of the AFL. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't that's know. the one I on think... deployment. Oh, that's him, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting when, it, it, you know, if, if, uh, this doesn't pan out all the way. I think Carlton's got a massive, massive fan base, but translating that into membership has always been a problem. And what we need to do is really tap into, to Richmond's, um, uh, strategy for relating to fans and stuff because you I, mean I don't. Losing like for 40 years straight? 
No, but so I don't that's, understand that's what Essendon they... did. Essendon did the whole us, us versus them, which is the whole vibe Richmond's gone for. You know, is the it? league expects us to fail. It's us versus them. Every other team's against us. That's what Richmond and Essendon have both done, and it's both it's worked well for uh, their marketing campaigns for memberships. I haven't paid attention. No, to that's Richmond that's sort all, of so. like, um, like Richmond don't do it as um, overtly prof- maybe not or... profound, but as yeah. like, as obvious as yeah. Essendon did because Essendon just flat out came came out and said it's us versus them. But um, Richmond have been going for that whole mantra the whole time mm. over the last 15 years, and it's built up um, into what they have we, now. Just to time understand where, the, where, where we are in our podcast, currently the scoreline with Richmond-Melbourne is 72-73 in the last quarter, just so everyone's aware. What? It's, it's a close game. Live, live broadcast through this podcast. I chuck it on my phone and give you a bit of commentary. No. Um, <laughs> Scores are uh, level, apparently, on my phone. Come on. Oh, yeah, wow. they are too. So, come on, Richmond. Do it for us. Do it. Actually, you know what? Maybe it's we, worth them even why, getting why up. Why do we want Richmond to win? We, want, we were talking about the graph, too, um, about the Richmond fans' excitement, and this is about the time where they start to fall over before they jump back up and they beat someone they shouldn't, like Adelaide or GWS. Well, that's it. Like, I don't and then get really excited again. I don't mind them winning now and like going into the bye undefeated because it just makes their fall from Gracie more hilarious. So <laughs> if, they, if they if they North Melbourne it, get a lead on the season and oh, throw yeah. it away. Oh, I just I can't. Oh. Please do it, Richmond. All right. <laughs> Actually, that, that's a good idea. I should. What I should do is to, to make myself feel a bit better after this depressing week. I should go over to the Richmond board and read the Pure Delusion yeah. and just bookmark away. That's a good way. That's a good suggestion. Anyone out there who's feeling the same, feel <laughs> free to jump over there. Um, next week, let's just... Oh, Casbolt. That, that was what I was going to say. Okay, like, go. You, oh. asked, you asked what was good about the last two weeks. Casbolt kicked seven goals True. in the past two weeks. It's and that, terrible and he, when Casbolt's the shining light of your, of your week. And, <laughs> and he kicked pretty straight, and and Shan said he might have kicked five, and he kicked four, so that's good. That's that's good for you, Shan. Yeah, I uh, I was yeah. Um, cheering him on the way. I was telling everyone around me that I predicted he'd kick five, and then he let me down a little bit. But at least you know I was like, oh, I was I was close. He yeah, kicked... but that's that's Levi. He missed one or two as well, so you know he kicked two thirds of our goals. Yeah, that's so, pretty. Impressive. So you know what? That that's pretty good. <laughs> um, <laughs> if we were winning, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty sure we're clutching at straws here. Um... <laughs> Well, let's let's go full Richmond mode and and turn on our super positivity in the spot in in the face of all other evidence, and uh, mm. let's talk about next week. Um, we are playing Sydney, and Sydney, we're going to put Sydney on the, on the winners board, I think. Well, oh, come on, you're not starting this off real well. Let's start off from a, a positive, right? We're playing a team below us on the ladder. Yeah, not only a team below us on the ladder, a winless team. Winless team. Winless team. Yeah. If if you just took like their performances this year, you would assume that we would win this. That's yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Um, what are, what are the bookies got us on? Not that I encourage gambling at all. Uh, I can't see it. Never mind. Maybe they've cancelled it because no, I have no idea. I'll, I'll have a look. Book, okay. <laughs> bookies is um not not that we're condoning gambling, gambling, but bookies is a good idea so to tell where people's opinion is. Yeah, and they're all about the analysis of the game and stuff with a little bit of a mm. fudge factor in there for making money. So. So let's let's not think of it as a dollar amount, more of a uh, uh, a ratio yeah. of winning. So you mm. can you can bring that up um, as a quick glance at the. You know what? This is pretty crazy. Oh wow! I, I'm looking at the Sorry, stats. I just found it. I'm just looking at the stats between. <laughs> oh, I just saw it too. Oh, <laughs> God. Okay, give us the odds. What's the odds? 
Have a guess. Uh, let's have a guess. Shandog, yeah, yeah, obviously. Guess, Me Shandog. and Blue and Silver have seen it. So, Shandog, right. what are the odds? I'll go uh, Sydney's favourite at a dollar sixty. No. A dollar ten. Dollar ten. Oh, wow. Dollar ten. How, much is, how much is Carlton paying? Oh, sorry. What? Like? Oh, you ruined it. Well, I didn't hear it. Have no. to edit it out now. Uh, well, I, I guess around what four dollars? Six seventy. I've got six seventy. I'm gonna have to open an account. I reckon. Cause, because I'm going to back our boys in. I put... thought we were laughing at a line of 53 and a half against Port Adelaide last week, just quietly. <laughs> yeah, actually, maybe they do know a bit more than us about the game. But, I, you know but I, I mean, like, against a winless team, like, you know, Sydney hasn't shown great, like, you know... In Melbourne. In a steal this season. Mm. To, to do you reckon Rose is going to shut out Buddy Franklin, just quietly? Uh, No. No, I don't. I think. Yeah. Buddy's, Buddy's, well, I don't. It has has Tippett been playing? No, he's been injured, hasn't he? Yeah, that's, I, I I honestly don't know. Has he been playing? I'll I'll check their previous game and have a look. But before I do that, um, I'm looking at the stats here on the AFL website, the team stats uh, as a comparison. We are almost identical in everything. All of these, ma- the, you know, the main big stats: disposals, um, 350 plus or minus one or two, it, both to both of us. Clearances: 35, 36. Inside 50s. 50 each. Contested possessions 136 to 144. Tackles 71, 74. Hitouts 35, 38. Free kicks 19, 20. There's literally like the same team playing each other. Yeah, but they have Buddy, and Buddy always kicks like four goals against us. Like, and, but he doesn't do it till like the last two quarters. So you think <laughs> you've got him in hand, and then he fucking just bangs a few home. Especially, there's always a cheapy. There's always one cheapy over the top, and it always shits me uh, off. Joe the Goose that gets him set up, like, uh, starts him off. Yeah, it's it's all it's so ridiculous. Anyways. Who are we talking about? What was the name of their big stupid forward? Um that we we're just talking uh, buddy, about. Buddy, buddy. No, the other one. A uh, Tippet. Tippet. Uh oh no, he played last week, so there you go, he's in. Uh, Didn't they have so, Sam uh, Reed kick awesome... six goals the other week or something like that? Yeah, yeah so Reed. Our, our awesome tall defenders are gonna stop Buddy, Sam Reed, and Tippet. Well, this is actually probably one of the first games that I can see as lining <laughs> up against a, a forward line that actually uh has a height that makes the way we've been selecting our defenders makes sense. Yeah. And is, and is our awesome the... strong midfield going to wrestle their midfield into submission? Well, we had a, a Sydney poster come <laughs> to our board saying that they literally have these, like, we have one midfielder, Josh Kennedy. The rest of them are spuds or too old or playing rubbish. You know, obviously a little... He's, he's I don't know. A little I male, don't know. It, but... is okay, but isn't he injured? No, he's just Hannes? playing pretty ordinary. He's not been playing well at all. <laughs> Yeah, see, so it's looks like they're going to come into form. Yeah, we're going to play them into form. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll play them into form. I, uh, I did not expect to be such outside on uh, as far as the bookies were concerned. You know what I mean? But um, I think we're a chance to play a, a game of the style that will hopefully stifle them. Port blew us away with their run. I'm hoping that if we get these couple of people in, like Graham, um, Cunningham, and perhaps even like a carriage. Uh, I know they're not express pace, but they add to the midfielders. Um, with, with McCready out and replacing him with one of those, then I think maybe we'll cover the ground across the middle a bit better anyway. Cunningham is very quick. Um, and can pay perhaps sort of choke him down a little bit, kind of similar to what we did with Essendon. And, and uh, their, their mids aren't in form, so that might keep them out of form. I mean, hopefully, but, but Graham's not exactly uh, express pace He's no, but actually he goes, treacle. I mean, goes, like, I like Graham, but he's but he is slow. He goes for four quarters though, and he gets to contests, and he and he impacts at contests. Well, you know, especially at VFL level, he's oh. he lays dozens of tackles a game. 
Um, he's always I like double Graham. figure tackles. He he's a guy who can he'll 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 impact a contested situation, and that's what we want. At the seconds level, he's a superstar, like a, a bona fide like mm. superstar. But like it it just it just shows you the difference between AFL and VFL. How he can go from being so utterly dominant at that level and in such a professional way, and then struggle at the next just due to the way the pace changes. He has had some very good games though. I think what he's what he's oh, not, yeah. he's never had is a chance to work himself out of ordinary AFL form. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. As soon as he's played poorly, he's been out of the team. And um, the, the times he has been on a run, I remember that a year or two ago under Moldhouse when we finally had a run of a couple of decent games, he probably had two or three where he was in the bests and then became injured. Yeah. Mm. You know, I think it's about time he gets a good run at it. He deserves it as far as I'm concerned. But I'll, I'm done playing his trumpet. I'll, we'll um, tune, tuning his horn, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, this, must be, this is Fringe Players Week, apparently. We're all, we're all blowing someone's trumpet. <laughs> well, <laughs> we know there's going to be changes. I think this is just the big, the big question about it is, is what team is going to run out for us. Mm. Any, anyone up for Jax? Mm, no. I, or I pretty much did exactly the same thing. I was thinking about it, and then, nah. Just because I, I can't see like who he'd come in for really. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, uh, maybe maybe you send Weedering back. You take McCready. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if they if they've they've waited to this structure of like lots of tall defenders doing lots of sweeping. Yeah, maybe. No, maybe that, that's a that's a fair logical sort of um, assessment of what might happen if Weeders goes back because Bolts has talked about that um, throughout the whole season, saying he's going to play both ends. Then that means we'd we'd want to put in bring in another forward. And so that basically leaves us with the choice of who, um, uh, Jax, or Jones, Jones, oh Mackay. god, or Mackay. Uh, I don't think you can really even put um, Kerr in the in the in the picture for that. I, Kerr is so far off the AFL pace. He's not even a VFL pace. And that, that's like I, I like kind of the, the little moments he shows, mm. but but he's not even at the VFL pace yet. So it would be okay. suicide for him career wise to. But throw him his debut now. I'll take your word on that one. So you know, so we've got that choice of three really, and who's the who would you take out of those? I guess is the question in this hypothetical: the Mackay, um, Jones, or Jax? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he does get a gig. That'd be interesting. I'd be happy uh, to see it. I wouldn't I be mean, upset if he. If would you would you, would would either of you guys be annoyed by his selection? Not overly. I mean, when you're coming off a 90 point loss, you, you can't complain too much. But um, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> unless they're like we come off the 90 point loss, and then you look at the outs, and it's like Levi, Charlie Curdo, um, <laughs> anyone who got more than 27 disposals. Yeah. Not that, yeah, not that the best, his best. Drop him omitted. <laughs> Patrick Cripps omitted. Yeah, Cripps omitted for Thomas because that that'll that'll really oh, stiffen. Ima- the imagine up. the board. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be bookmark, bookmark, bookmark. We so, would crash big footy. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Richmond's up by a goal with five minutes to go. Oh, do it. Do it. Um, no, Come we don't want Alps. them to. Oh, <laughs> um, Malbs. It's a grand old flag. <laughs> Not snow season yet. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before, before, Oh, Jack's down. He looks like he's hurt. No, he got up. He's just having a sook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one, last one that I wanted to put out there. Um, Billy Smets, I'd like to see him come in. Deliver it. I think. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think he's a link man that we want to see in the in the in the team, um, and would help a lot with the way that we're playing and moving the ball forward. So I'd like to see Graham and uh, 
Graham Cunningham and Smets come in, I reckon. I, I think if if you're looking at resting Petrovsky Seaton, then Smets is a pretty good replacement. I mean yeah. like he's not as classy, but he but he's not unclassy. You know? <laughs> and he plays that a kind of an outside role as well and I, I I think that's not a bad like switch if you're gonna um give him a rest. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I can see that. I like that. Uh, happy to final in the in and out thoughts for you. Um, it's sort of hard to say because I haven't seen our VFL form to see who should come in. But like Graham looks like he's done well a couple weeks in a row, so he could slip in for someone else. Mm. But I could also I'd also be surprised with uh, not not surprised with very minimal changes just for to keep sort of team chemistry together. Mm. Like yeah, I wouldn't Bolter's, be surprised. If, yeah, he Bolter's seems big on that. Not prone to swing in the axe. Mm. Yeah. Um, and as he as, as he keeps telling us, don't get too high after the wins, don't get too low after the losses. But not even, even the ninety point ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel I feel like after I saw the ninety point loss, I feel like this is exactly what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a presidential race in in the states, like the the sort of planning of narrative, sort of like this is our message for the day, and this is our overarching. Like mm. it, it seems so prepared like i don't mind it but like at times it does strike a touch disingenuous i'm not gonna lie yeah no, no i'm with you on that one but you you can kind of understand it i guess the amount of media scrutiny and stuff you don't want to be putting out mixed messages i think that's worse all right guys well let's get our final thoughts on this uh who do you think's gonna win um who's your tip for best on ground let's do that <laughs> melbourne and uh viney <laughs> I mean, for our game, this is the, the Carlton. Oh, oh. <laughs> Carlton, 10 goals, Murphy. Oh, okay, standard. Oh, I'm going to go with uh, Carlton, three points, and I'm going to say Casbol kick six. I like that. B-O-G. Um, B-O-G. Oh, Jeffy. Well, oh. <laughs> against uh, <laughs> Sydney's defence, that might happen. Um, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Carlton by a goal. And uh, mm. I'm going to throw it out there. I reckon um, Charlie Kurnow is going to build on his last game and just uh, have, a, have a blinder. Oh, exciting stuff. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> All right. We're so gonna... that fantasy oh, was nice. It. Do we actually win. reckon it's Sydney by about 20 points and probably Buddy Franklin? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going six goals. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just add that oh, I'm disappointed. Richmond just kicked the sealer. Ah, uh, oh. well, thirty points up, two minutes left. That seems as good a time as any to wrap this up. I think. Um, sorry, this one hasn't been in-depth discussion and analysis about these games, but you know what? We've had a couple of big losses, and uh, we're gonna, we're looking at the positives and talking about the ins and outs and things. We make no apologies for that. If you don't like it. Um, you can write to the old dark navies at Big Footy Bud <laughs> and uh, send, send your uh, complaint in. Um, thanks very much for listening, guys. And no cheers. dick pics, please. <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> thanks very much for joining me. Happy dude. No worries. And thank you again, Blue and Silver. My pleasure. All right, take it easy, guys, and enjoy the game. Good night.